Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Football is back, and Bet Online is your number one information source for all your sports wagering, sports wagering info, with all the up-to-the-minute stats, news, scores, and matchup breakdowns. Get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals from the NFL and college football at your fingertips with Bet Online's real-time updates on statistics, news, and odds from Week One all the way to the college football playoff and Super Bowl. Bet Online gives you access to the best football promotions and contests available. Anywhere online. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's promo code BELIEVE, B L E A V. Bet online where the game starts. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. It is the Arizona Cardinals centric specific show where, of course, we talk about the Arizona Cardinals here in the Phoenix metropolitan area. I am one of your co-hosts. I am Javon J. Love Adams. And with me, as always, is a man who played not only professional baseball, but also played in the National Football League in that first Super Bowl bound team for the Atlanta Falcons. I am talking about author, uh, public speaker, great man all around, Ed Smith. What is good, my brother? Hey, what about them Cardinals last week? Getting ready to head out to San Fran, baby. See if we can pull off another miracle. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're going to be getting into today. I think this one, this, uh, this matchup or this, 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 uh, this, um, competition will be a little bit more hard fought than probably what the, what happened last week, but we shall see. So I want to get into that. Of course, we do this thing twice a week on Mondays and Thursdays. You're getting this Friday because, you know, I was out of town, you know, and one of my loved ones passed away. We had to go show, show respect. Amen on that one right there. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and so, uh, so we're bringing it to you on Friday, but the matchup this week is San Francisco. The Arizona Cardinals are heading to the Bay area, yay area to take on the San Francisco 49ers, the undefeated San Francisco 49ers. 49ers and really want to break that down. So the biggest thing that I want to get into, uh, so we, of course we want to break down the matchup. I want to know, plant this seed for you. Can the Arizona Cardinals run on the 49ers? A lot of teams seem to maybe because of the way in which the game is gone, they haven't had the opportunity to do so. Also, can the defense be as physical as the uh, the defense of the Cardinals be physical with the uh, the physicality of the uh, match, the physicality of the, the offensive line of the, uh, of the, the San Francisco 49ers. And then will, how will the Cardinals win this game and how will the Cardinals lose this game? So let's talk about this on the back, on the, on the front. So when we look at this matchup, uh, Ed, can the Cardinals run on the 49ers? Is that something that you think that they can, they can pull off? They've, they've been competitive last week. They, you know, over a hundred yards. I mean, they, they did quite a good job in terms of, you know, what a couple weeks ago, uh, Connor had a hundred yards rushing. Last week did a great job of, of, of racking up the run yards. What do you think? Can the Arizona Cardinals, uh, run on the, the 49ers? Well, this is a weird game. The, the way it, the way it's scheduled, obviously we, we looked at Dallas coming in here last week and that was supposed to be a, just a beatdown for the Cardinals. They ran the ball up and down the field on the Cowboys and it was big plays. That's what surprised me, surprised me most. We had some big plays. Dobbs had one. Uh, we had some other, you know, big plays from our running backs and I'm sure the, San Francisco 49ers are looking at this film and like, that cannot happen to us. Right. And if this would have been three weeks down the road where, you know, this game was the, the Dallas game was a, a forgotten memory, 
I would think that, you know, hey, we can maybe sneak up on again. Man, you ever snuck up on somebody, Jay, and you, you know, and they weren't, they had no idea you were in the room, and all of a sudden you, t- ha! And they were like, oh. <laughs> you know? Now they're on high alert, though, right? Because right. they know you, you in there messing around. Hey, man, cut that stuff out. Now you try to get them a second time, right? And they're constantly on, on, on point. Head on, head on the swivel because they know you're trying to get them again, and that's True. what for this one. The 49ers are like, wait a minute, you guys see what Arizona did to the Cowboys last week, and I'm sure they are. These are the things we have to stop because if we stop this, then Joshua Dobbs is going to have to win the game with his arm, and we know he can't do that when we unleash Bosa and you know all of our uh, you know, weapons, McCaffrey, yeah, you know. So this game. A little bit of a trap game for San Fran, but the trap has been it's like the trap was in the on the on the ground covered with leaves and everything and a yeah. burst of wind came and <laughs> kicked, <laughs> it kicked all the grass and the leaves that were put down there yeah. for the trap. They're all gone and San Francisco looking at this one like, Oh hell no. We especially at home, we can't allow them to come in here. So this is gonna be a game I'll be very surprised. Now I've been a little surprised Last week with Dallas, as good as they looked, they looked, they let that happen. But I have a strong, sneaky suspicion that San Fran is like, look what they did. This is what we're going to stop. And then we're going to do this, that, and the other to them on the offensive side. This could not, you know, 14-point spread. This is after we just beat Dallas, but we're still a 14-point dog going out to the San Fran. The betters know something. I'll be surprised if it's, you know, if they don't, if San Fran doesn't cover, but you know, Cardinals have been surprising me so far being in all three games and winning one so far this year. I wonder how happy they are about winning that one, but you know, <laughs> and nothing would surprise me at this point, but no, I I'm thinking San Fran is going to shore up the front and uh, make Arizona win a different way than they did against Dallas. Past week. Okay. So then that goes, that goes into what the, what the head coach Jonathan Gannon has been said, said in his introductory press conference, we're going to be whatever we need to be in order to win the game. And to your point, in terms of the, the number of yards that we've been discussing that the Cardinals racked up, it was 30 rushing attempts, 222 yards. One of the things that we talked about earlier in the week was that it seemed to be a little bit more, aggression, aggressive play calling, leaning towards aggressive play calling by, uh, by Petsing because of the, the, what is it? Joshua Dobbs had, you know, that, that design run play, the field just opened up, the line just opened yeah. up, was a huge hole for him. And I wonder if we're going to see some more of that because isn't that in order to be able to, to beat a team like the 49ers where you, when you think of, uh, uh, when you think of their head coach and the way he designs things that they're always moving, they're always shifting. They're, they're trying to keep you trying to keep you guessing. Shouldn't Petsing try to morph into somebody that tries to keep you guessing as well to try to get some run plays and possess that ball for a little bit longer. Because even though they beat the, the Cowboys that they didn't possess the ball longer than the Cowboys. And I think possession game possession, time of possession is going to be uh, key to if they're planning on even being competitive in this game. Yeah, this is a tale of two teams with two different approaches because San Francisco has talent and they they utilize you know their okay. no I'm serious they they, no, they I utilize you, yeah. their talent by you never know where they're coming from you know Debo McCaffrey uh, Ayuk you know I mean they got all this stuff Kittle and they utilize their talent by you never know who's going to be the man this week 
Uh, we're going to hit you with all this motion, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Arizona doesn't have any talent, but we have to do the same thing because we can't just man up. Other teams can just man up and say, we're just going to run it right at you, or we're going to throw it down your throat or whatever. We don't have that luxury because we don't have the talent. We don't have the quarterback. So we have to, and in my opinion, we have to be creative. I love that run by Dobbs early in the game last right. week because what it did, it opened up, and it was one, it was so successful. He ran right out the backside of that defense because everybody was like, he's not a runner. There's nobody going to have him on the run. Boom, he goes out the backside. And then what happens, Jay, for the rest of the game, they're always leery about, well, you never know. They might throw that one at us again. So maybe True. somebody has to stay you know, on the sideline. Hey, you guys got to be a little less aggressive coming off the backside. So what does that do? It, op- it opened up some stuff in the middle. And, you know, that, that one play, say if you save that play, with Dobbs till the fourth quarter, then it, it doesn't accomplish anything it's because you haven't put anything in their mind. So I think the timing of running something like that opens up a whole bunch of other things that you can now run uh, during the game. So that's what you have to do. You have to keep the defense and them off. If you just want to drop back against that defense, now nah, you're in for a long day. So I like the fact that they came up with some. Now, here's the thing. You can't run the same thing because San Fran now, they've seen it. So you got to get a little more creative with maybe it's a, a, a jet sweep or something that gets out the backside, but you got to do something to keep them off their toes. And if we'll see early on in this, in this game, if they come out with something creative, that means they're, 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 they're in the lab. They're working on stuff and whether it works or not, at least we can see that they're being a little more aggressive and they got that mindset. Like we're not just going to come out here and you're going to know what we're doing. Now, believe in the Arizona Cardinals. When it, if we get on the can the defense, when we're looking at the offense of the 49ers, the offense, that offensive line, typically, I mean, they're, what is it, the zone run scheme? Can you, can you break down? I know I'm putting you on the spot here, but when it comes to the zone run scheme, and we can get back to it if you want to try to be it so that you can describe, because when we, the zone run scheme is typically described as or looked at as more of a physical way of running the ball, would that be safe to say? Or what are some of the, what are some of the advantages of a zone run scheme that like uh, 49ers seem to uh, employ? Yeah, Shanahan obviously comes from his dad's tree. The zone running scheme is more or less like two blockers have an area to get to the next area, um, and it, it it it's sometimes tough to de- to defense because you don't like it's not something where you see guys picking out an individual man blocking schemes is like I got this dude, I got this one, I got you know everybody and not pointing them out necessarily, but guys have their assignments. In the zone um, technique, it's more of a guys take steps together and they're just working areas trying to get to the next level. So, uh, you know, I've, I've been in both. Uh, one's, I don't ever know if one's more complex than the other. It's it's more or less, like I said, with the zone scheme, it's more like, you know, area of blocking versus, you know, everybody picking out a man. And get, two guys can still have – um, a man working to the next level, but there's some, yeah, like I said, it, 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 to master the zone, the zone scheme, that's when all of your linemen definitely have to be on the same page. Cause it's okay. almost like I said, they're, they have to be in step together. Whereas like with a man scheme, like I said, I got this guy, I got this one and maybe two guys are comboing to the next level, but it's more, you know, I, I used to think, honestly, Jay, I thought the um, man scheme was more physical because you, especially as a tight end, there were times when I'd be out on an island 
with a def- big defensive end, knowing I didn't have help because those guys were working, you know, just just the way of the looks and stuff like that. So, you know, as a tight end, anytime I'm working single against big defensive ends, I'd rather have a linebacker out there. But just depending on the looks, you know, man scheme, you know, you're all, all by yourself out there with a stray hand or somebody like that with no help. You know, for me, that was more physical. You mentioned something in terms of you. You often give the example of when you're on the offensive line, you want to know what the other. You know, if I pass gas, we all passing gas, right? Yeah. Because we're because we're so much in tune with one another. But you you mentioned that the offensive line really seems to has to be in tune for for more of that zone that zone blocking scheme. Would that be safe to say? So is that a lot of yeah? Is that a lot of uh chemistry or culture building or is that coaching what where does that come from to be able to foot to to execute execute that on a consistent and high level i would put it i would go coaching chemistry and then guys you know then it's just technique because the coaching is going to get these guys you know this is what our scheme is that's why i need when and here's the thing if you watch a good a zone technique um um jay Watch, here's a, it's such an interesting thing. Like, say the guys come off the ball, every one of the linemen has a similar first step. You can't have a false step behind you. If these guys are both reaching to get to the next level when they got a guy on, a say, an inside, both linemen will take the exact same step hmm. to get. It's almost like two chess pieces, exact same step, and mm-hmm. then your next step is identical because you're going boom and then up. In a, a man technique, you're, I mean, you might have a guy in an outside nine or something like that. You can vary from that because, you know, just your technique is a little different because I just got to get this guy wedged out of there. So I might, you know, not necessarily take a drop step or what, but there's, when you watch the zone, it's like those five guys, you can almost see them. If you're watching them from behind, it's like they all take the same similar first step because they're all going in the same motion to like the zone is moving as a wall. Mm-hmm. And then going up to the next level. Whereas if when you have zone or man technique, every guy or two guys, say if there's two single blocks on the line and then three other guys are kind of working together, you can see different, you know, techniques. Um, one might have a drop step because he's got a guy on a wide nine. It, it's, it's really something. If you watch it from behind, I could tell you that's zone technique. I can tell you they're got, they got a man scheme. It's it's, some, it's hard to explain a little bit, but like I said, if you ever watch from behind, you can see the difference in a zone blocking scheme compared to man scheme. Is it a thing of beauty when it's executed properly? When you say you're, if you're watching oh, from God. behind, is it a thing of beauty? Absolutely. When you get those guys, like yesterday, watching the Lions uh-huh. uh, against Green Bay, there were a couple times. You saw how, much, how well they ran the ball. There were a couple times when you could see the like the, the, the guard tackle combination or center guard. They were sealing off and then getting to the next level and then walling off, meaning they were creating seams and holes. Running backs were just, by the time they were touched, they were in the second level. And offensive linemen love that stuff. When you can put that on tape and you hmm. see these guys dominating and getting to the next level. And, you know, it was one time where a lineman, he actually got two on the same because he was able to get his guy, came off and then got the guy at the next level. And it was not by scheme. It was just happenstance because he did his job so well. The offensive linemen love that stuff. They love to see that stuff. And the offensive line coaches, man, I'm telling you, they might go in the back room somewhere just to, you know, <laughs> yeah, bro. Oh, yeah. Man. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> you feel me? <laughs> I feel you. I definitely feel you. So believe in the Arizona Cardinals. So do you think that the uh, that the defensive the, the defense for the Arizona Cardinals will be able to, especially the defensive line, maybe bringing some of those couple of those linebackers down, be able to compete and be physical, or be able to compete to to disrupt the the offensive execution of the offensive line of the San Francisco 49ers? One of the things we've seen over the last few years is when you play every day, they got some statistic, the team that plays the a team after, no, whoever plays the 49ers, the week net next, there's an incredible number of their owing something because of the physicality of the 49ers. Basically mm-hmm. they beat you up to the point where the next week you're so beat up. You can't, I mean, you're, there's a horrible, horrible record against that, that following week. And, Man, I'm telling you, you watch the 49ers, man. They are physical and punishing, and they get creative. They're also creative, and they don't ask Brock Purdy to do too much. And that's, you know, that's – they don't – it's like they're not trying to highlight him. They're just trying to have him go out there and do his thing, and that means by them beating up on you. And what I'm afraid of is their front beating up on our front, you know, and getting to that next level. And like I said, we are – I don't think we have the talent. And I said this about Dallas, but Dallas, they they they're so they're so wishy washy in terms of their physicality. Sometimes they're, they're like, wow, they are so finesse. I don't see that from 49ers. 49ers, okay. their whole intent is to try to punch you in the mouth, and then you know like start the fight. Hey, they're not. They're, you know, you go to the the hood and hey, you throw the first punch. You know, you throw the first punch. You know? <laughs> San Fran, San Fran is like they, they, hey, they stay ready, be ready, right? They're not, they're yes. that dude, they're the dude that comes out and they're not asking you who's gonna throw the punch. It's like, wham, you know, and, yeah. they, just, they, and you know, those are the type of dudes you don't want. The dude that you know comes to the yard ready, ready to fight. And I think that's what San Fran is. It's gonna be a true test to see if we can stand in the middle of the ring with them because I think that's what we're going to get right out the box. They're going to come and start through. And here's the thing. They don't throw haymakers. They just hit you. They're like jab, body blow, body blow, jab, jab. And then when they got you off 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 kilter, that's when they throw that haymaker. But they like some teams come out and they right off the bat just try to throw that haymaker. Now nah, they're like, uh, uh, uh. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere, body blow, body blow, uppercut to finish you off and that's what you know scares me about them so you mentioned uh, the the physicality i mean we were talking about the physicality of them but then also you mentioned kind of the record for after after teams have after teams have played the 49ers i wonder so if you're in that locker room and you see on the schedule that you have the 49ers coming up do you have to and I'm not as if they're unbe- they're not unbeatable, but do you have to really prepare yourself mentally for okay? I'm about to be back. I'm about to be bruised up a little bit. I got to make sure that I am that I'm prepared for it, so that I and so that when that first jab or that first straight comes, that I'm that I'm not surprised by it. Absolutely, Jay. There were teams on your on your um, uh, schedule like you knew this was going to be hand to hand combat, and this was there were teams that. There was no way around it. You just knew it was going to be a dog fight. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, people will pretend like, you know, every game is just another game. Now, nah, you knew, and this, it could be position to position as well. Okay. You saw, you know, you like the tight end, I would always look up, you know, their defensive end and their, um, sometimes who their DT was. I might have to go down to double team and their linebacking group. And that was like who I would be contending with each game. And, 
as a bonus, you always wanted to know who their heavy hitters were in the secondary as far as their, you know, uh, I remember, at, uh, what was it, the Denver Broncos? Uh, Atwater? Atwater. No, okay. Atwater, I think, yeah. You knew where Atwater, you watch film, and you made, you looked at your route tree for that, that weekend, you're like, ooh, I hope I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm saying, you checked everything at every level. Yeah. Yeah, you know, Broncos, when I played them, they had Romanowski, so you knew what your day was going to be like with him. Oh, he was yes. a jump-around guy. you know. So you scope out all your levels of guys, and you knew how physical it was going to be and what it was going to you know, take to, to get through a Sunday and not to take to get through it, but be a positive uh, in terms of your term, team doing, you know, getting the victory. And like I said, sometimes you knew it was going to be a long, lunch-pail day, and there wasn't going to be a lot of gratis, you know, gratification in it. You might be getting up off the ground with your face in the grass, that type mm-hmm. of thing. But you intended to fight through it, you know. So, and then there were times when you played, you know, teams that you knew talent-wise they're okay, and you you will hope that you would be the dominating force, you know. Yeah. Okay. So believe in the Arizona Cardinals. So let's break it down. We we gonna go with the let's go with the how let's go with the bad first, and then we'll try to end on a positive note. How will the Cardinals lose this game? If San Fran comes to play and just handles their business much better than Dallas did, meaning they come in with their game plan, with their eyes open to what we might try to accomplish, and then they shut our stuff down, meaning if we can't run the ball and all of a sudden you got Josh Dobbs back there having to throw, meaning because he's either behind a bunch or we just cannot generate runs, to take pressure off the passing game and all of a sudden we come, we fall into a hole or become predictable in what we're doing. That's how we will lose the game because we cannot go head to head with them. If we fall behind early and they're successful, it's going to be then a long then, day for then you can't run. Then just a lot of teams that are get fall behind and then they yeah. can't run. So therefore their rush defense isn't, isn't tested because, because they're ahead. You unleash Bosa on a with when he can just peer, pin his ears back and go, and the rest of that front, and then you got their linebacking crew. It could be a, a who a dude Hufunga uh, or whatever his name in the secondary, who's a hard hitter coming you know coming downhill. If we can't generate some type of run game right out the bat, which I was very happy and pleased with what the Cardinals did last week, and they kept Dallas off their toes the entire game. If we can't generate run game, you know. Uh, limit their snaps like we did because we we didn't have a whole lot of snaps in that game because we had some big plays but I, I can't see us doing that against San Fran and then like I said if we end up with 40 some odd snaps in the game that's going to mean that San Fran had the ball for an awful long time and probably doing some good things with it so I like I said we have to dominate on the, on the run side in my opinion, right out the gate to have success in this game. You mentioned earlier the the line because I want to get to what the Cardinals can do to win the game. But man, fourteen—that's disrespectful, right? It's I mean, fourteen—that's that's super disrespectful. So you gotta, if you're in that locker room, you you can understand. All right, maybe seven, maybe six, maybe eight, maybe nine. But you get to fourteen, you thinking we about to get smashed? Yeah, I mean, we just beat a team. We were twelve point dog at home. We just beat the, car, the the Dallas Cowboys, and I'm not saying we should be favored to win this game, but you would think yeah. it would be within single digits, you know, but 14 in an NFL game, that's yeah. no respect. And maybe they're playing that no respect card in the locker room. That would, I mean, think about this too, Jay. We just had a team that lost by 50 points. They <laughs> lost by 50 points, and they are now favorites on the road to beat the Bears. 
<laughs> points. And we just beat a team, a team that right. was supposed to be going 17 and 0. At, we just beat a team after being 12 point dogs, and then we're going on the road, and now we're going to be 14 point dogs. That's yeah. disrespectful. Yeah, that's, that is disrespectful. <laughs> so how can the Arizona Cardinals win this game? The exact opposite of what I just said. They have to come out, run the ball, be creative with the runs, because you plan on just coming out and manning up and running. No, you're going to have a little trickery in your game, some jet sweeps, do something to get Josh on the perimeter again, make him get down because we need him. Obviously, you've seen the offense run, you know, semi-successfully with him, protect him, but use utilize him as well. Uh, keep San Francisco uh, off the field as much as possible. Right. And defensively, oh, my goodness, that's going to be a tall task defensively because San Fran, they're, like I said, Purdy is, he's not, he's not Joe Montana, but he's very efficient, and they're using him to the best of their ability. So they're only asking him to get the ball into the playmaker's hands. Here's the other thing, Jake. You got to limit the yak on the defensive side. Right. That's, I mean, the San Francisco, that is their game. Get the Especially, ball. We can't have that uh, Marco Wilson. We can't have him taking bad angles and be in. And oh, no. We got, it's, it's imperative. We, we got to keep it in front of you. We got to, we, yeah, don't try to get too, don't, don't play scared and tentative, but also don't get too, don't, don't, don't get too antsy either. Five yard passes to Debo to turn into 20, 25 yards. Yeah. Um, Cut McCaffrey out of the backfield for swing passes. Kittle going up the middle. I mean, you think, you know, all these things that, you know, it's a short pass. And next thing you know, they're 20, 25 yards down the field. Or they catch something for 10 or 15. It turns into 30. Or, and also, got to get off the field, get off the field on third downs. You got to yeah. limit them. Limit their snaps as much as possible offensively. If we can do those things, then we can win. But if we're watching San Fran be successful with the yak, uh, converting third downs, uh, McCaffrey running the ball well, that's not going to – so, you know, our our thing is, hey, keep them off the field as much as possible as we can and see, you know, let the chips fall where they may. But like I said, somebody knows something when you're putting a 14-point uh, spread on this game. It's like I said, it is disrespectful, but, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, is, that is super wild. That is super wild. So having said all that, how they can win, how they can lose – how do you see this game playing out? Um, when I look at the, in terms of what the, the San Francisco 49ers, when we're looking at what is it, the average score, average score per, yeah, point score per game, they're at 30, uh, 30 points per game. The Cardinals at 24, which is, and the disrespect, when I say this, yeah, so when I say this, like that's the 30 points a game, that's third in the National Football League and the, and the 24 points a game, that's 13th. That's, wow, that's, you wouldn't think that it would be that big of a disparity. But so we know that they can score. But when we look at um, when we look at this game overall, I'll, I'll start and I'll let you I'll let you uh, do do cleanup. I think that the Cardinals will fall short. I think that they it'll it'll be close until around the third quarter. And when I say close, within about within about seven to nine points until around the until around the fourth quarter, and I think that the uh, I think that they'll open it up a bit. So I do think that fourteen is is more accurate. So I'll say maybe let's go with uh, 31 ish type of thing. Yeah, this is. I'll give you a boxing analogy. This isn't going to be a Tyson fight where they come out and within the first round where, you know, it's over. This is going to be more like a Holyfield fight. Okay. They're going to be methodical, 
body blow you to death. And at, at the end, they either might win by points or knock you out. But even if they win by points, it's going to be a wide margin. So this for, this for me is like a 33 to 15 type of game, which would give the um, uh, Sam Sam you know, covering the spread. But I do, like I said, we'll, we'll, we'll put up a fight. But there was there. I think there's just going to be too much for us. And in the end, like I said, they're going to win on all cards comfortably. And like I said, I wouldn't be surprised in the end, be the 10th round knockout, not a knockout in the first or second. And then what's interesting though, so it will, and we'll get into this, of course, in next week with, with next week's shows. But you mentioned that the, the after effects of playing the San Francisco 49ers in the next game on the schedule is the Cincinnati Bengals, if I'm not mistaken, right? Mm, yeah. What is, what does that mean for the Cardinals when they're coming in off of this? Because you're trying to, you're trying to heal up and then you got, then you, then you have the Bengals that are coming in as they're trying to deal with, you know, they have their quarterback that they're trying to, to, to just package up and move, yeah. move along slowly through this, uh, through, through the season until he feels more healed or until they get to a bye week. So it's going to be interesting. So, uh, so we both have the Cardinals coming up short we were we were wrong last week so we don't mind if we're wrong again we will eat crow we're happy to eat it uh just don't put any bay leaves in in our on our crow when they when you make it we don't want that seasoning <laughs> oh, i like you know, my extra hot sauce extra hot sauce man extra hot sauce so on behalf of the one and only ed smith i am javon adams we do this thing twice a week on monday and thursday so tell a friend to tell a friend about what we have going on we're not only available on the on believe.com but wherever you find your podcast also on the sirius xm app and we are always presented by uh by bet online and so uh as i always like to say around this time uh, you can thank you for listening to believe You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.